Welcome to episode 181 of the Speed Mentor podcast with me, the Speed Mentor and Chief Walrus, Gavin Wall. Now, it's been a long time since I've I've done a traditional introduction to an episode. So as well as introducing the episode, let me do a quick reminder for any new listeners who've joined us recently and are, are still trying to work out what the fuck happened in their Aral Canal last month when the Chief Walrus belted out a tuneful rendition of The Bat Out of Hell by Meatloaf. Well, By way of background, I'm a former barrister with large property interests back in the noughties and I was pretty cocksure of myself back in those days, acting the wanker in my convertible 911 and my five-star hotels and my Rolex watch and all the rest of it until one day the world hit me round the beak and I lost everything in the banking and property crash of 2008 following a catastrophic decision to buy four tracts of land in 2006 which when that, the value of that land dropped 90% and the banks called in the loans and I had personal guarantees and my wife too on them for some reason. And even though I'd obtained all of my, uh, all of my plan and permission for the properties over 100 units, the drop in value by 90% um, meant I was standing there left with my trousers down and no pants on. Now this forced me and my family Uh, Out of our own home, we lost absolutely everything and uh, we lived in my sister-in-law's back bedroom for five years and look, we were lucky enough to have her, even though it wasn't ideal. And during that time, we rebuilt from absolutely nothing, from complete and utter financial Armageddon to building um, financial independence once again. Now, the journey back from oblivion taught me more about myself, more about resilience, more about sacrifice, more about gratitude and goal-setting than I ever could have learnt in life if it had all been smooth sailing. And I have used those learnings to become Northern Ireland's uh, leading mentor, uh, which I was back in the day, until the demands of my entrepreneurial life grew so significantly to this day that unfortunately I do not have enough time to do the mentoring that I love. But what had happened during that period was that I had got used to delivering bite-sized chunks of valuable information and intensity into mentees in a way that could fit into their busy schedules. And the Speed Mentor podcast that I'm still doing is like the double concentrate Robinson's diluting juice. What what flavour would it be? Gooseberry and dingleberry flavour and ram down your oral canal to force you to take massive action. So that's that's the legacy. The Speed Mentor podcast is a legacy out of all of my experiences through business and life uh, and being able to pass that on to others after I made my comeback uh, and it lives on in the legacy of this um, podcast, which is now episode 181. Now, through applying my own teachings, I'm blessed now to have significant interests across trading businesses here in Northern Ireland, which are uh, now actually self-managed. They actually run without me. And interestingly, they've, they've just built a, a three million project, state-of-the-art, um, the most amazing filling station in the whole of Northern Ireland, 5,000 square foot, um, spar store with a ice cream unit in it and also a, a deli in it and, and also 10 houses. And um, I've also significant business interests internationally and there are more than 200 people employed across the various companies that, that, that I either own or co-own. And added to all of that, 
the focus of my working life is the change, which is growing exponentially also. Um, we've just hired five new team members in January. So there's a lot of stuff going on out there, folks, in my life, just by way of background. And this financial fortress and wealth, um, which can support uh, generational security for my family, not to mention the joys of adding so much value to many companies and partners that were worked with, has been delivered through applying my own unique secret sauce, which I dish out on this pod. So listen the fuck up. There's absolutely no reason why this cannot be you too. Just apply the stuff that I talk about and it's guaranteed to deliver great results for you too. That's why I tell you the fucking stuff, the good stuff and the bad, because I have fought my way back from applying the lessons that I'm dishing out on the Speed Mentor podcast uh, on every episode. Now, back to today's episode, which is episode 181. And it, it's, it's a topic which I don't think I've talked about since the very early days of the pod. Well, certainly I haven't done a whole episode about it since early days of the pod. It does trickle in because it is a constant theme in my life into some of the other episodes. But um, I haven't done an episode, a full episode, since really back in the early days. So it's one this particular thing we're about to talk about today is one of the most important things I have ever done in my life. And not necessarily in the delivery of successful outcomes because I had successful outcomes before I did this that we're about to talk about today. But in the delivery of sustained and sustainable huge results and most importantly probably in happiness in my life and in the life of those around me who share this journey with me. And can you guess what it is? You probably have, because you probably looked at the fucking title um, on the on your podcast platform. Well, I'm exactly 14 years alcohol-free, folks. I'm exactly 14 years alcohol-free, and it's been the best 14 years of my life. 14 years free from a product, which is probably the cause of more death, injury, misery, financial hardship than any other product in the history of the world. And I'm, I'm including fucking weapons and warfare in that, folks. That's how fucking dangerous this stuff is. I mean, if it was discovered today, it would undoubtedly be a banned substance. It's so destructive. Now, if you're one of the few who didn't just switch off your device because you're afraid I'm about to fucking slabber at you and you're still listening to this hard-hitting message, it's great to have you on board because this is really a difficult issue to talk about, but it's really important. And it's hard, you know, we do 20, 25 minutes, whatever we do today, and getting a full discourse on alcohol and abuse and other problems that people have in their life is really difficult. So I'm telling you from my perspective, okay? So I know better than most what it can do to your life and to your mind. And I'm, I'm passionate about telling that story. So I thought it was worth going there again today, as I know there are lots of people out there who wonder, who wonder if there's a better way of life than the one they're living and are looking for someone to tell them the fucking truth about an alcohol-free existence and to talk about the merits and maybe some of the demerits uh, too while I'm, at it, while I'm at it. Now, this month, your Chief Wallers has said it's 14 years alcohol-free, none whatsoever, no alcohol whatsoever in 14 years. And that's hard for people in Ireland, uh, north or south, to uh, comprehend as our lives, and probably in the UK and much of the rest of the world too, because our lives are so intertwined uh, with the devil's vomit. Now, 
overloading on alcohol, being drunk, smashed, out of your head, blocked, blockoed, snattered, langered, out of it, are pretty much accepted here as normal and an essential part of everyday life from the fucking day you get married, there's an absolute blowout to the day they fucking bury you and they go for another fucking blowout. It's alcohol, alcohol, alcohol at every fucking, from your christening or whatever. It's always fucking alcohol from your stag do, your head. It's alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. I mean, you can't go out for an evening in this country and not drink without people feeling like you're you're doing the equivalent to the, to the jovial atmosphere of sticking a fork in a live toaster. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dire stuff here, to be honest. Now, can you imagine a life without drink or drugs? Can you imagine that? A life without crazy fucking partying. If you can't imagine a life without it, take a few seconds to reflect why you can't imagine it. Or take a few seconds and minutes to listen to this podcast, because I might show you a new way. Now, if your sober life, the time when you're sober, is so unpalatable that you need to remove yourself from it, remove yourself from consciousness of your own surroundings, there's something wrong. I mean, do you regularly need to just zero everything out? To not think about your responsibilities to yourself and to others? Do you do you enjoy blanking it all out, but then hate it in equal measure on the other side as you regret and hate yourself until you're ready to rinse and repeat a few days later? My life was certainly like that for two decades. I used to have to get blocked regularly to spend hours, days on benders, to not think about who I was and where I was going. I, I, I was afraid too. Um, so, do you know why I was afraid too? Because I might have had to make some changes. I might have had to take responsibility for my own life if I took the time out to think about what I was really at. And, and maybe that's what you're afraid of too. If you stop and get off the fucking wheel of life and reflect of why you're going into these repeated cycles of of drink and benders and nights out and all the rest of it, you might have to take responsibility for your life and to make some changes. And this this isn't a poor me, a poor me story, poor you story. On the outside, I had a brilliant life. This is the fucking irony of it. And you might too. On the outside, I had a brilliant life in my 20s and my 30s. A blessed life. I was a multi-millionaire. I had a devoted wife and every trapping in life that you could possibly think of. Status, wealth, respect, success. I... How could that not be enough for one person? How could that not be enough? How could it not be enough that I could just simply enjoy it? And do you know what needed to change? It wasn't my surroundings. It wasn't the external stuff. It was me. It was the inside of me that needed to change. In those times, I worked hard, but I partied even harder. Now, that left no time to think about who I was, why I was doing it, what I was doing it for. I mean, that suited me Whilst I, whilst I like challenge in my life, I didn't like change. So I like challenge, you know, with new jobs or new projects, but I didn't like change in myself. I drank excessively for 20 years, partied like nobody else uh, from my teens, firstly till I was 27. Drank ex- excessively most days and um, I have the stamina of a fucking bull for this stuff. Um, and interestingly, my star, my star sign is Taurus. And I don't know if that means something in this context. Context, and if if you know anything about horoscopes, maybe drop me a line about that. But then, from twenty seven, I started to try and sort my shit out. I tried to break the grip that alcohol had in my life. I was a, a ten plus year struggle. 
um, with lots of starts and stops. And eventually I became alcohol free 14 years ago. I'm 51 now um, uh, and uh, coming 52 and have remained dry until this very day. Now, that decision. Or not the decision. I had made the decision, but the action of actually breaking the cycle was the single greatest thing I have ever done in my life. Other than obviously asking Helen to marry me, just in case she's listening. Now, the challenge of having extra time to think about who you are, what you want, what you've got to offer the world, what your legacy will be like, how can you help others to prosper? All those simple questions. They're not just simple, they're big questions. I didn't have the time in my life to think about them because my life was bookended by partying and hangovers. I think I was afraid to think about those things. Simpler. Just working hard and blowing your head off. Just fucking easy. Well, maybe you're like that too. At first, life is easier not to confront this stuff. But it's only after confronting it that you can really suck the marrow from the bone of life. So whether you're thinking about giving up alcohol or reducing or whether you're already alcohol free and you're struggling a little bit, I'm going to give you 10 reasons why you should follow my lead for a more fulfilled and successful life. So here it goes. Maybe grab a pen and paper and I'll give you the top 10 reasons to go alcohol free. Now, number one, going alcohol free is the single greatest ingredient in my success, and it will be in yours too, if you trust me. Now, I hear the voices over there on Dickhead Island shouting, but sure, if you were a multi-millionaire when you were drinking, what's the fucking problem? But, isn't it true that I did lose it all? Yeah, isn't it true that I did lose it all? And anyway, money is just one element of a successful life. If you think it's the only one that counts, That's why you're over there on Dickhead Island, because you're chasing the money too hard. It's not the only thing. You need to have a whole lot of other things in your life than just the external trappings of success, folks. Now, number two, productivity. And this is the biggest driver um, uh, in relation to an alcohol-free life um, for sustained success. This is absolutely huge. Look, you may be saying to yourself, sure, I'm only drinking one day per month. But if you're drinking one day per month, that makes up probably 12 days um, per year. If you include the time of getting ready and putting your glad rags on, putting a wee bit of makeup on or whatever you do, and the planning for your night out and the thinking about your night out when you're distracted thinking about it. And then if you you add in the hangovers and the extra work that you have to do to pay for the thing and the the less productive time um, when you're not quite feeling yourself for a few days after, that's... Very conservatively, about 24 days per year gone for an occasional drinker. 24 days per year? So I've got five working weeks head start on you every year. Now, if you're in the same industry as me and you're competing on any level, how the hell are you going to have a chance? Seriously, if I've managed to work out that alcohol is bad for me and you haven't managed to work out that it's bad for you, then I'm probably fucking smarter than you too. So I'm maybe smarter than you. To the extra five-week head start you're giving me. And you're fucked. You're totally fucked. You're having a fucking chance. Think about it, folks. Think about it. Number three. Think of the money. Think of the money. Look, we were out recently for a meal with friends. And, and there were taxis and babysitters and wine. Not for me, of course. And a meal. And the night was over 200 quid. 200 quid? That wasn't even that big a night. Now, spend your money uh, whatever way you want. But the problem is that many of you are spending it um, 
like £200 for a night out, and you would be on skid row if you missed three paychecks in a row if something unexpected happened in your life. And we've seen with COVID, etc., that unexpected things can happen all the time. It's bonkers. Just imagine what you could invest in, save for, educate yourself on, holiday if that's your thing, with all that extra money. That money is the difference between transforming your outcomes through investment in yourself or just falling through life in the same day, different shit kind of a way. Number four. Clarity. Clarity of thought is a wonderful thing to have. The mind is a powerful tool. I mean, think about it this way. Monkeys live in trees and are biologically have very little difference between us and them. But the difference is the way in which we can use our minds. I mean, all the great inventions, the car, the phone, the computer, space travel came from our minds. We were blessed with this ability. Now, it's a shame, perhaps even a crime towards these gifts that we damage them with alcohol. Spend more time getting creative about the opportunities than hitting a fucking coconut with a rock like a fucking monkey. Think about it, folks. Think about it. Number five. Now, this one isn't that easy to talk about and it might be a little bit triggering, but it needs to be said. Now, we have huge suicide rates in our young people and many of them are happening, in my view, okay, and you can shoot me down, this is just my experience, are happening when young people are coming off drink and drugs. The lows on the back end of the benders can be horrendous. I know that myself because I have been there. And the waste of life that's happening out there is absolutely fucking heartbreaking. And I see people talk around the issues all the time. And while some of them say it's a chicken and an egg and some young people drink and take drugs because there's nothing else to do, I know what the fuck I can do. I'm trying to set an example that you don't need that shit in your life. Now, maybe you should set an example too to the young people. Not trying to fucking guilt trip you, but as we are, are we as uh, an elder generation, maybe we, we should show the way how to go. Now, I grew up as a child hanging around bars in Donegal like lots of other peers of mine with drunk people. That's what most of my childhood was spent like. Now, is it any wonder we wanted to get drunk when we were old enough to, uh, to do that too? Now, lead by fucking example. Um, if you can't give it up for yourself, give it up to show an example for the next generation. And I guarantee you that there'll be less wastage of their lives if we can do that. Number six, spend some time to think about your why. Spend some time to think about your why. What you want to achieve in life is really important. And if you're on the wheel and you don't take the time to think about it, you're going to stay on the wheel. Now, are you more likely to achieve your why if you're alcohol-free or if you drink? I mean, the, the answer's obvious. So why are so many down the pub every Saturday afternoon? Why are so many people during fucking lockdown that was the only thing they're fucking talking about? They can't get to the pubs. No, no harm to the pubs. Um, I'll tell you why. Because they're not comfortable with who they are and they don't care enough about their ambitions in life. Or they're afraid to challenge themselves and they've stopped, they've probably stopped growing. That, that might sound harsh if it applies to yourself, but that used to be me. And I wish somebody had given me that harsh lesson first. It's a, it's a big thing, in my view, in the middle classes, in my experience, because you get a, you get a degree. And this, this, this was me also. You get a degree, um, you do your professional qualification after your degree, and you become a, a doctor and you do some training or a lawyer or an accountant, and you're earning a, a decent living. A good amount of money. And there's no need to grow any further. I mean other than a few shitty CPD points every year. 
and the sly to take an alcohol for boredom's sake as you stop to chase further growth because you're at the top of the tree and you feel you are anyway in the middle classes. You're the big fucking cheese. You've done the bit. Your parents are fucking happy and they're delighted for you. My wee son's a doctor, wee Jimmy's a doctor or, or she's an accountant or whatever it might be. And there's nothing else to grow for other than your children. And maybe that's a bit harsh to the lovely professional people I know, but it's what I see around me. So think about a why. Your why must be bigger than just fucking being a, a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. Okay, number seven. What did you do the last time you were drunk? Okay, what was it? Memory blanks? Did you lose your phone? Did you do something inappropriate? Did you say something to someone you shouldn't have? Did you make an idiot of yourself at an office party? Think about how risky that stuff now is with social media. It was okay. Well, it wasn't okay back in the day, but it was less likely to be catastrophic. You know, if I was sleeping in a gutter somewhere totally inebriated, as, as happened to me on the Stramellas Road uh, on an occasion, then very few people knew about it other than the person who found me in the street. Now, if that happens these days, then the whole world could know. Destroying job prospects and relationships and um, uh, really setting you back in life. So have a think about social media and the damage it could do if you're out there getting absolutely blitzed. Number eight. This one is obvious, but it still needs said as these issues are ever more prevalent. But think about the health implications. Think about the health implications of alcohol. Think about your weight. Think about diabetes. Think, sorry to get you thinking about this stuff, but think about heart failure, dementia, cancers, gut, liver, kidney function. Think about all those things. Those things are all under attack every time you drink. Now, you've heard me talk about, in an episode, about 100 episodes ago, about living to 150 years of age um, in a previous um, episode. Now, that's my target. Now, I only hope that my my earlier abuse of alcohol doesn't prevent me from hitting that 150 mark um, because I don't want to stop giving to this world. Now, I can remember back in my 20s, a doctor taking blood samples and describing my liver like a car which had blown out its headlights and its indicators um, and that my gamma levels were through the roof. And it took me more, it still, even with that warning, it still took me more than a decade to get off it. Now, in my mind, my car could still run properly um, and tough shit to anyone who encountered me at night time without headlights or an indicator. Like, partying was more important to me than the likelihood of causing a catastrophic incident to myself or others. Now, don't be like me. Don't be like me. Take the fucking hint today um, and, and grab this alcohol-free life. Even at low levels of consumption, there's still significant risk. Now, number nine, I often wonder about relationships in their in their early stages. You know, when you're starting to court somebody. Now, you know, when, when we meet the prospective partner in a pub or a restaurant and then back to another pub, you know, what kind of false relationships are we building when our personalities are distorted by alcohol? You know, you often see shy people as soon as they have the drink, they're a fucking madman or woman. So what, what sort of, Bases are we building these relationships upon? It's a false premise. Um, we can be very different people with alcohol. And wouldn't it be better if we met future partners in coffee shops or on a walk up a mountain um, where we have to develop the art of conversation and are more likely to be ourselves rather than a juiced up version of ourselves, which isn't the reality of our personalities? Let's develop the skills and the personality that sobriety forces upon us. Now, 10. We all need help on this journey to start or even continue an alcohol-free journey until you've nailed it. 
until it's embedded in and you're reaping such magical rewards that you know you would never go back. So find yourself an accountability partner. Now, it could be just a friend who you need to talk to or you need to walk with, go for a walk with on a Friday night instead of going to the pub or someone who's previously given up alcohol or maybe you need more intensive support like the AA or a similar organisation. It just depends on your own circumstances. Feel free to ping me a message and I'll certainly help to hold you to account. So that's our 10, but do you know what? I'm actually going to throw in, I'm going to throw in an 11th because uh, not so much business relation, um, related, but it's certainly one of the greatest reasons to make this leap. So never mind the development of your relationships, you know, that early courtship stage uh, and how you how you develop with your partner. What about the relationships that you have with your kids? What about the relationship that you have with your parents? And what about the relationships that you have with your extended family and your friends? When you give up alcohol, you have more time, more energy and more focus to give your best and not your hungover worst. Now, I'm painfully aware that I've just turned into my mum in this episode uh, because she's very anti-alcohol, uh, unlike maybe my dad. Now, I, and I hope I didn't sound like a pain in the hole trying to rain on your parade. But I genuinely would love all of you to experience the liberation I now feel of having zero chunks out of my life that are spent, inebriated, and that I can experience the full potential of my life like I do every single day. And I know this is a complex issue and there are many drivers and other related issues and some people will be shouting at their devices and saying he hasn't covered this as widely as he should. But I'm just giving you my experience and the transformation of my life since I embarked on an alcohol-free life. So think about what you want from life and I can guarantee that the likelihood of achieving it, the focus that you can give to it, will increase exponentially the chances of you achieving it if you have an alcohol-free alcohol life. Now, of course, when all is said and done, while others will help and may try and hold you accountable, no one can do this for you. Life will be more fulfilling if you're alcohol-free. It's your choice to take that first step. Do you know what? I think you got this. I'm a man on a mission.